Nothing But The Words, episode number 80, How to Borrow Experience to Write a Better Book. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candice L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candice L. Davis. I hope your week and your writing are both going really, really well. We have started to become a lot more social here in Atlanta, Georgia at this point in the pandemic. And last weekend, we went out with another couple, my husband and I did, to the Van Gogh Immersive Experience. It's an exhibit that's been all over the world. If it's in your town or nearby city, I do recommend going to it. It is not an art exhibit. It's a different kind of experience. Our younger daughter, who lives in Vancouver, Canada, also happened to go to the experience on the exact same day. We were all excited to be able to have that experience, even though she's all the way on the West Coast and we're here on the East Coast. And it was really fun to be able to have a shared experience, even though they were a little different, the exhibits were a little different, but to have that shared experience and then be able to talk about it. And she and I, she's a dancer, and she and I were both most impacted by what we learned about his art practice. Before he died at 37 years old, Van Gogh painted over 900 paintings. As a writer, though, I have to admit, I was even more interested in the fact that he wrote over 800 letters, most of them to his brother. This is about all I know about Van Gogh. (laughs) I am completely ignorant of the art world. But it was really interesting to learn about someone who is considered one of the masters of his field, considered one of the greats, and to learn about how he worked and how he studied and how he developed his art practice. Learning about Van Gogh's practice also reminded me of my trip last spring or maybe early summer to Paisley Park with a group of girlfriends. Paisley Park, if you don't know, was Prince's home and music studio. And since his death, it has been open for tours. A small part of it has been open for tours. We had an incredibly engaging tour guide. He was really great and he was really passionate about his subject. He was such a great storyteller. And if I could tell if I could remember his name, I would tell you to go and make sure you're on his tour. He shared a lot of anecdotes about Prince's work and his life. But what struck me most was what he shared about Prince's artistic practice. Prince wrote more than 500 and perhaps upwards of a thousand songs, depending on who's doing the counting. And of course, most of those never made it to publication, right? They were never released to the public. So you might consider that a lot of what he wrote was really a part of his music practice. He also carefully reviewed video footage of every performance and every rehearsal to find opportunities to improve. His artistic practice, combined with unique access to the world of music from an early age and natural gifts, of course, allowed him to accomplish what few musicians ever will. There's something to be said for creating an intentional practice for whatever it is you want to do at the highest level in your life. For me, that applies to both writing and coaching authors. It's important to me that I continually evolve and continually improve in both writing and coaching. And regardless of any natural talent I may or may not have, that requires me to put in the work. It requires me to really practice. The more authors I coach, the better I get at coaching authors. The more books I write, the better I get at writing books. So what does this mean for the author, perhaps an author like you, who only wants to write a few books or maybe even just one book? If you're running a business or working a full-time job or both, 
you probably don't have a lot of extra time to devote to a writing practice. You don't have years to spend honing and perfecting the craft of writing before you write your first book, before you release it to the world. Maybe you don't even have a passion for the act of writing so much as you have a passion for getting your message out in the form of a book, whether it's your story, your knowledge, your expertise. Maybe you have neither the desire nor the time to dedicate to a serious writing practice. So how can you then write a great book that may be the first or only book you ever write? Do not worry, you absolutely can. Now, I don't like the idea of shortcuts in any art or craft, and writing is both an art and a craft. I'm completely over the idea of hacks and tips that somehow exempt us from doing the work. We have to put in the effort if we want to create greatness. That's just required. But you can produce a great book without years and years of writing practice outside of the practice you likely already have from writing emails, blog posts, social media content, talks, and presentations. I know this for a fact because so many of my clients have written great books the first time around and they did not study writing. But how, Candace? I'll tell you how. Here's how. Here are two deceptively simple ways to vastly improve your writing and write a world-class book when you don't have years to invest in a writing practice. And most people will skip over these steps and they're right there in front of you. Start by reading great books. I'm always shocked when someone tells me they want to write a book, but they don't really read books. (laughs) What? If you don't value books enough to make them a part of your life, why would you expect readers to value yours? This makes no sense to me. Now, more often than not, I find out the person does in fact read books. They just read audiobooks and they have somehow become convinced that doesn't count. Audiobooks absolutely do count. But if you want to learn from great authors, I suggest you also read print copies of their books so you can study the way things are shaped on the page. Pay attention to how they structure their books, the tone they use, their use of language, and how they transition from one section or subject or chapter to another. Don't get fooled by the myth that everything about your book has to be original. Almost nothing is completely original anyway. Every author is inspired and influenced by the work of other authors, even if they're not conscious of that influence. You could be inspired in the way you write your book by a book you read back in high school. It's still there somewhere in your memory, and that influence could come out in your book. Now, of course, I'm not advising you to copy other books. I am suggesting you pay attention to successful books, especially books you love and which have done well in some way that matters to you. Learn from them. You can absolutely borrow the structure, for example, of a book on a totally different topic and use it to shape your book. If you love the irreverent tone of, say, Jen Sincero's badass books, then identify what you like about that tone. Is it the casual nature, the humor, the feistiness, the openness? Decide what appeals to you about the tone and which of those elements align with your voice and the way you want to write your book and then use them. They don't belong to Jen. She didn't invent them. (laughs) If you admire the structure of Patrice Washington's Redefine Wealth for Yourself, that doesn't mean you have to build your book around six pillars like her six pillars of wealth. In fact, please don't. It just means you may want to build your book around your own system or framework in a similar way. Use what you love about these books or what you know readers have loved as a jumping off point for your own book. 
The second way to really elevate the quality of your book without devoting years and thousands of hours to a writing practice is to borrow the wisdom someone else has developed from their own deep and consistent writing practice. If you're looking for a course on writing or a coach to help you write your book, choose someone who has done the work you don't have time to do. (laughs) They've done the study and the practice. Now I'm going to step on some toes here, but it needs to be said A writing coach or book consultant whose only experience is the single book they wrote probably isn't the best person to help you write your book. And I say probably because that's not an absolute. Don't get me wrong. If they've studied writing for years, if that book is brilliant and beautiful and does its job, or if they've spent years honing their craft with other writing work, then their experience is much more than having written that one book. I'm not saying you can only be coached or taught by someone who has written multiple books, not at all. I am saying you'll be much better served by working with someone who's done the work to really understand the art and craft of writing. Borrow the wisdom and experience that person has developed through their own deep and consistent practice. When my clients work with me, they get a coach who has not only written dozens of books, but who has studied and practiced writing and editing for two decades. They get a coach who has studied and practiced writing everything from literary fiction to memoir and personal development. When authors work with my friend Karen Crompton, another coach, they get a coach who has written books and spent years honing her craft as a journalist and researcher. She's a brilliant storyteller and she can help them tell brilliant stories. When they work with my friend Anita Henderson, they get an author coach who has written books and spent years developing her writing skills with a focus on marketing communications. She's fantastic at helping authors nail their message. I applaud the person who writes their first book and wants to help other people do the same. You can definitely learn from their journey. But if you're looking for someone to help you really elevate your book, look for a coach with deep experience and a commitment to practicing the art and craft of writing. I came to writing from a place of deep love and respect for for both the art and the craft. So I've committed to a lifetime of practice and study. And I feel the same way about coaching. You don't need that same commitment to developing as a writer in order to write a phenomenal book that changes lives for the better. You can borrow tools and techniques from the writers who came before you by dissecting great books and choosing what you want to use as your own. And you can borrow knowledge from people like me and like my friends, Karen and Anita, who put in years of practice and study for our own development, but also so we can coach authors like you to produce your very best work. Here's a little secret you may not be fully in on. You might be, you might already know this. And if so, I'll just reiterate it to you. The reason why some people seem to leap ahead in whatever field they're in, and especially in fields like writing and business, is because they borrow other people's knowledge and wisdom and experience and expertise. This is why I've invested thousands of dollars in writing mentors. This is why I've invested thousands of dollars in a business strategist, a business coach, a business mindset coach, and even a speaking coach. And next year, I'll have a marketing coach. I'm more than willing to pay to get the benefit of what they've spent years learning through study and practice. I invite you to give yourself the same gift of someone else's knowledge, wisdom, and expertise as you write your book. That's all for this week's episode, my friends. If you want to borrow my knowledge and experience to write and publish the very best book you can produce, DM me on Instagram at Candice L. Davis and let's talk about how I can help you. I promise I can. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time.